What's up, JD685? What up, Madison? I think it's so funny. Every time we go live, we have like somewhere between five or 10 viewers, like immediately. And then as the countdown's playing, literally as the countdown's playing, they go away. And I'm like, you can't wait 10 seconds. You don't even know what we're going to say. We might have breaking news. We might have breaking news. The Summit Lake um, Tournament is moving to Omaha in 2030. <laughs> Take a. Can you imagine? It's provocative. I can already hear. I can already hear the elderly people being like, "It's so cold in here." <laughs> I, right? I um, when I used to work at a diner, that was one thing I hated. Because I'm I'm typically like a warm person. I'm always warm. Um, I sleep with fans on in the middle of January. Like I just have to. And it would be not that cold. It'd be like 70, 72 in the restaurant. And the little old ladies, jacket or not, some of them wouldn't bring a jacket and that would piss me off. But they'd be like, can you turn it up in here? And I'm like, ma'am, do you see the sweat dripping down my face? <laughs> when I'm trying to avoid getting into your food? Like I am running around this joint. I am not going to be turning it up to 75. Like, no, thank you. Eat I your apologize. Soup a little quicker and it won't get cold. Yes. Would you like um, a waitress passed out or would you like a waitress that can actually like serve you? <laughs> um, no, one time we, we had this, there was these two ladies that always came in, sometimes with the church group, sometimes by themselves. And they would pray before they ate. And like, that's cool. I was raised in a Christian home. Like I prayed before I ate, no big deal. But like real long prayers like literally their breakfast would come out egg like steaming hot just came off the grill and she'd get done praying and be like this is cold and i'm like jesus was telling you to eat that eight minutes ago like what is you doing <laughs> but that's just me that's just me let me take out a warmer for you next time so we can just set your plates and bowls on them yeah the amount of times i had to put something in the microwave like I just can't. But a microwaved egg, like that doesn't even sound good. Just eat it all the time. I so whiskey is it Whiskey Creek and there's one in Brookings and Watertown. So the yeah. coldest food I ever had was I had a uh, this was uh, over a decade ago, but I'll clearly never forget it. Um, I just got a steak, garlic mashed potatoes, and like the steamed veggies or whatever, just to plate. This was I think either freshman in college when I was back home. And the steak, I ordered medium rare. We always do. It came out well done. So they killed the cow twice. And oh the mashed potatoes were as if they scooped it like ice cream. They were freezing. And I went, this is ice cold. And they go back. And I was at an angle where I could see and hear them just put it in the microwave. And they brought it out and I was like, did you microwave my steak on the same plate as the potatoes? I said, because it was already well done. And so I legit, I got up while the waitress was bringing the food out. I said, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not eating here. And I bolted. And so every time I like drive past it, it's always like, I don't care if the food is fantastic. Now I'm never going back there. That is so wild to me. Um, we start. Which one did you say it was at? The Watertown Whiskey Creek. Watertown. Okay. Um, we have one in Mitchell. Had I believe it's past tense now. Had. Um, 
I literally never had a bad experience. I only went to Whiskey Creek like five or six times between Mitchell and Brookings, but I literally never had a bad experience, but so many people did. Um, so it's wild to me that I don't know. I must've just gotten lucky, but <laughs> yeah. Microwaved steak. No, thank you. Um, yeah. do you want to start with actually you were at USD on Saturday, correct? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you, we can start, um, with that game and I'll just give, I'll let you have the floor with that. You can talk about TDP, Native American Heritage Day all the things yeah um well thanks um yeah so that game was phenomenal took the fam to it uh 2600 people and it looked and felt like it too it was native american uh heritage game i think it's the third year usd's done this um but it's really cool the the pre-game stuff they honor native american student athletes at usd uh faculty alumni uh, throughout the game um, I, I'm going to butcher what it's actually called, but it's like, a, like the Lakota Anthem is done before the game and they have reps do that. And, um, at halftime, 1964 gold medal winner, USD grad, Billy Mills was in the crowd. Um, he was honored. They did a, like a, I don't know the proper term, but like a dance to commemorate him, gave him a cool, uh, quilt and whatnot. And it was just so cool to see. And I'm really glad that USD does. They invited a lot of high school kids, uh, Native American from the tribes in South Dakota, and um, probably easily over 200, 250 of those students that got to tour USD, check out the programs, and go to the game. Um, also, found out after the game, I was like, God, there's a lot of high school looking kids like in one section in the corner, and found out that was junior visit day for the football program. They invited them all to come to the game too but anyways um so from an atmosphere standpoint it was really cool to to see that and like i said took the fam and the, and the boys loved it um basketball wise what a uh, the pressure by kansas city was something else they i told they, you i know i, tried I, I believed you. you on a on a stat sheet and from like hearing you but to watch it the pressure was and the the fight and the tenacity and just the perseverance and resiliency of Kansas City was uh, a treat to see. And um, we kept making the comment during the game. I was like, God, USD, they're shooting it so well. It's like one of those games where you're watching, you're going, okay, they're up, you know, 10, 15 points. You look at the scoreboard, they're up three. Like it should have been more, but Kansas City hung in there. I, I uh, wrote some notes here. Um, Elena, number three, Contreras. She Contreras. was, yeah, Contreras. She, her pressure. They did at times like a, a full court press until the ball was inbounded, but she stayed on Grace. Like you're gonna take eight seconds to get across this timeline. You're you're not gonna have it easy, and it, it wore down USD at times. You could you could see that. Um, the game ended 72-62, but for those that watched, it was that's a three, four-point win. USD just – KC kept fouling at the end. USD kept making free throws. So that was a gritty win for USD, but, man, that, that was fun to see. It was an intense game too. Yeah. Typically, I um, – typically, I have at least three screens up because Midco will only let me watch three. 
Um, but this, I think we were, I can't remember what else we might've been watching on Saturday. I think gymnastics was on. Um, so we had that on one screen and then we were just switching between games. So typically I'll go back and forth, but I had that USC Kansas City game on for the majority of it. Um, and the good thing on Saturday is they were a little bit spread out, not as much as spread out as I would like them to be, um, but they were a little bit spread out so I could catch, you know, the first half of one game, the first half of the next game, whatever. Um, but yeah, certainly did not take my eyes away um, from that game. Looking at the box score here, Elena Contreras, like we said, came up really big for Kansas City. She had 24 points um, and five assists. She played 38 minutes, and I assume mm -hmm. that will be consistent for her throughout the rest of the season. And then um, Don Phillips had 13 points in four rebounds for them. For the Yotes, Grace Larkins with 21 points, eight rebounds. Um, Alexi Hempy with 11 points, four rebounds. Natalie Mazurik with nine and six and um, TDP with eight points. And a couple of things, so, Madison, with the USD side too. So uh, one, Grace Larkins moved to 24th all time in scoring. She passed uh, Madison McKeever and Liv Corngable on the all time scoring list. Um, but one thing, and, and uh, we talked about this on the back to pack podcast too, shameless plug there. Um, but Natalie Mazurik has evolved and developed into this player that can stretch the floor. She She's really good at the pick and roll and spotting up and shooting for the three. She's getting good looks. She doesn't take a ton of them, but she's efficient in that regard. Um, and she can create a lot of really good offense for Grace and Kendall um, and, and Alexi and, and, and all the other gals. Um, you, you don't really notice it on a stat sheet. And like I said, the more you watch and like especially seeing it live and in person – you're like, this is such a, a good, efficient presence on the court that if USD wants to take that next step and get up into that tier one realm uh, to close out the year, she's she's been contributing, but she needs to continue to contribute good minutes off the bench for USD. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to keep on USD while we're there, I know we're talking about Saturday, but we can jump back to Thursday. They had um, a 78-70 to 70 win over DU. I um Kendall Holmes led in that game, by the way, for USD mm -hmm. uh with 22 points. Natalie Missouri tacked on 16. And then the usual suspects um spread out over the rest of the points. But I do want to give Denver a lot of credit. Denver is a team that plays a few sophomores, starts a few sophomores. Um, they have they have their upper class family council and Michaela Bennett but they have their underclassmen who are being asked to do a lot and kind of run the show. Um, and I think it's just going to take time for them. Um, that's a team. If you look, that hasn't really dipped into the transfer portal as much. And I honestly, I don't think any summit league schools mm. really have a ton. It seems like they're all, they all kind of come up through the program. Um, but I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for them. I am not going to lie, was definitely rooting for Denver. One, because I'm a jackrabbit, duh. Um, and two, because I want, like, I want people to understand that the whole, like, oh, the league is down and this and that. I hate that narrative. And I always will. Um, I think especially last year, but also, like, these teams that are in the bottom tier, as the ceiling continues to rise, as the SDSUs and the NDSUs and the USDs 
and even the St. Thomas's continue to push mm -hmm. the ceiling up, the floor is also being brought up. You know, what Dosha's doing at Denver, what Carrie's doing at Omaha, um, what Deanna's doing in Kansas City. There's literally 11 new players on Kansas City's roster. Whole freaking team's new. You couldn't Except tell. You couldn't yeah, tell. Exactly. They, they, play, exactly. they play really well together. I'm not sure what the best rotation is um, and has been the year, but can't, they, they don't play like they. this is their first year together. And so, she continues to change that, the, mm -hmm. the lineup as well. Um, so I just think that as the point being, as the ceiling continues to rise, I think that those three schools that have traditionally been at the bottom the past five years or so, are also raising the floor. So even if it doesn't look like it, I think that the league is trending um, in an upward direction. And want to give credit to Denver for pushing USD to its limit. USD had two really close games this weekend. Um, and and so listen, we talked. Oh, I'm sorry, Madison. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna throw some stats out. So go ahead. I can do that when you're done. Oh, just really quick. You know, there was, um, and I myself looked at it too, and I went, "Well, if Grace hadn't gotten in foul trouble, you know, this could have been a different story." I. I'm hypocritical of myself when I say that because Denver forced her to be in foul trouble. Like Denver, Denver played a good game. Um, a really good game. Yeah. Kept it close. Uh, shot lights out in the second quarter. I want to say I read 65 to 70% Denver shot in the second quarter or something like that, but you're right. They got two sophomores, Jordan Jones, Emma Smith that led the way that game, young team that competes. They've shown they've competed. Um, even in that we'll get to it, but even in the Omaha game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, JoJo in that USD game played a full 40. Cheapers. Double-double. She didn't sit. And she had a double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Um, Eva Smith, 14 points. Emily Council attacked on 11. Um, and looks like Angie Robles had nine as well. And the rest were pretty um, spread out. So I just want to give it, hand it to Denver. I think even if their record doesn't show it, there are good things happening there. And I, they were so close to getting that win this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. I hope it comes sooner rather than later, but I honestly think, and it's I know you this, <laughs> yeah, I honestly think um, when we get to Sioux Falls, there's just no telling, you know, even the teams that you think are going to win may not um, necessarily win. So, and, and Denver is going to be out for revenge. If you remember, they lost on a buzzer beater to Kansas City yep. last year at the Summit League Tournament. Um, and the funniest thing about that to me is, like, I looked over at Dosha when that shot went up, and she just had a smile on her face. Because, like, what can you even do in that moment? Like, there's literally just nothing you can do. So I hope for her and the team that they get a couple of those wins before Sioux Falls. But if it comes down to it, I hope they get their revenge in Sioux Falls, whether it be on Kansas City or anyone uh, in the rest of the league. My cat is um, in some chaos. Your cat? What's your cat's name? <laughs> Do you remember last year? I thought, I can't remember what you said. Maybe it was two years ago. You said like cat and throw in the same sentence and they thought you were throwing your cat. And I was oh, like, um, can we maybe not, like, can we maybe not do that? But I've watched no. you throw things to make your cat move several times. I don't throw stuff at her it's just in the general direction because she likes to right. she likes to climb and like obviously like all cats do but the boys have like this art wall and she likes to like scratch at the paper 
I'm not cleaning that mess up. Oh, absolutely not. We have one comment from this guy. I don't know who that is. Um, and I don't know what he's laughing at, but I'm, I'll ask him when I get off the podcast and come out of the office. <laughs> maybe he laughed at me um, throwing my rubber chicken at my cat. <laughs> maybe. Um, our dog went back to the vet today. She was certainly not happy about it. I think she knew where she was going when she left the house. Um, but she's doing better. Oh, cat. Puppers. That's kind of blurry. So oh. shout out to my pup, Rockney. It's his birthday today. He's six. So he got... Happy got birthday, Rockney. Say hi to Twitter. Twitter, Rockney, Rockney, Twitter. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. Let's... Um, yeah, we got Let's talk briefly about NDSU St. Thomas. I am a little disappointed in myself, more disappointed in St. Thomas for making me look really freaking stupid um, <laughs> because I said it was going to be close. And it was just, I think it was a combination of St. Thomas not being themselves and NDSU being very much themselves. Like St. Yep. Thomas had a bad day and NDSU had an amazing day. Um, for St. Thomas, Amber Scalia led the Toms with 15 points. Nothing else really jumps out on the stat sheet. Six rebounds for Joe Langman. Um, but other than that, one thing about Ruth Sin that I see, I, I don't know if you remember earlier this season, I talked about how we were starting to see a little bit of that balance uh, from the Tommies like South Dakota State has. Certainly not the mm -hmm. same level, um, but getting there. And I think it was partially due to offseason injuries and early like non-con um, injuries that Coach Sin was kind of watching the miles she was putting on her players. But in this game, um, for the minutes column, 22, 21, 28, 21, 30, and a 25. So 25, 28, 30 are the highest. The rest are kind of like really, really scattered out and really low. And I don't, not really low, but really, really spread. And I don't necessarily see another team doing that right now so that might be something to kind of pay attention to um yeah. but not a great day for the toms for the by zone l evans 29 points l evans is a rock career high yeah she's amazing and she's just a sophomore so um i feel like she's going to be a sophomore class in the summit league yes loaded. there's so many people that like, I remember when it was like, oh, Hannah Sherman, why can't she graduate? Or oh, Maya Sellen, why can't she graduate? Or whatever. That is going to be the L Evans, the Emma Smiths, all these sophomores that are so dang good are just going to tantalize everyone else in the league. Um, behind her, Heaven Hamling, 22 points, seven rebounds, and then nine points for Abby Draper. Four rebounds for Abby K. Um... L. Evans definitely carried that game, but I don't think the Bison necessarily needed her to. I think she was just kind of, I'm going to go off. And they were like, okay, bestie, do your thing. <laughs> One thing I pulled, Madison, from the recap from NDSU, listen to these runs that they had in the game. Ultimately, when you do the point differential, this is where you <laughs> this is this is where you get the point spread. So 15-1 run to start the second. 12 to 2 run to start the third, and then an 11 0 run to end the third quarter. Those are three huge runs in the middle of the game that they they had, and they did obviously they never looked back. 8 0 at home this right. year. 19 and 1. You'll like this because the state's been uh, 
the most dominant over the last four years. I think regular season, Alex Heinert tweeted something in 56 and one, I want to say, if that was correct. His um, tweet. Yeah, 54 and one or 56 and one, something like that. Yeah. NDSU at home the last 20 games, 19 and one. Yeah. That's insane. That's fantastic. What do they call theirs up there? Shack? S H A C? At the Shack. The Sanford Health Athletic Complex, I think. Cool. Or Athletic Center, Athletic Complex, something like that. (laughs) Something. Yeah. Got a bunch of buffalo. The Shack, the BBF, they have some good, like, easy to say acronyms or whatever um okay let us move on what's the next game after that we talked dusd um oral roberts omaha okay so i just gave that um soapbox speech about omaha being one of the schools that's also raising the floor as the ceiling gets raised it'd be so great if my internet would work thank you very much um (laughs) All right, Thursday night. So Oral Roberts gets a 10-point win over Omaha. However, that was a four to five point win. Very down to the wire. I was like, I was, I mean, my allegiances are torn unless the Jacks are playing. Sometimes when the Jacks are playing, even my allegiances are torn. I wanted it for Omaha to get their first win, but also ORU is so hot right now. And I need them to continue on that streak so that people will actually understand that there are other good teams in the league outside of SDSU, NDSU, and USC, because there are other really great teams in the league outside of those, mm-hmm. the three that we kind of always consistently talk about. Um, oh, are you, God, are they 10 and 0, 11 and 0 at home? Something like that this season. Yeah. I think um, 10, so they're so. also, I mean, defending the maybe center very well. And they came to Brookings on Sunday and gave SDSU a run for their money in the first half. I guess I'm kind of switching back and forth between games here. Um, but gave the Jacks a run for their money in the first half. And I feel like, you know, AJ said in his halftime interview, like the turnovers are literally killing us. And I don't disagree. It was like 13 or 15 turnovers midway through the second quarter already. I don't disagree that the turnovers were killing them. And I don't disagree that SDSU is better than that. Of course I think that. However, I think you cannot, as someone watching that game, you absolutely cannot fail to give credit to ORU for that. Mm-hmm. ORU is the only team in the league with maybe Kansas City on a really good day that presses that hard that much. SDSU does not face that anywhere else in the league consistently. So, like, of course it's going to throw them off. That's literally the point. Kelsey Music's whole thing was speed kills. That's exactly what they were trying to do is play at an extremely high octane offensive pace and press all the time that's going to force turnovers so like while i think yes sdsu has to play tighter has to pass smarter you can make a really good pass and a really smart pass but all it takes is a really quick hannah cooper to get into the passing lane like you can't literally make a pass every single time where it's not possible for someone to get into the lane and knock it out that's just not like how the game works so long rant to say i think you have to give oru some credit for the way they played that day I think you also have to give AJ some credit for whatever he said in the locker room. Seriously. that was a different team that we saw in the second half made ORU look like they eat dirt. Like it was, I mean, it was. 37-37 at halftime. SDSU scored 33 points in the third quarter. Would love to know what he said. 
Yeah. I Did he just go Bill Belichick and go, you're better than that. Show it. I mean, Did according to go- Matt Zimmer, that's essentially what he said in the third quarter of the USD game. Matt was behind Simplicity. the bench and tweeted, AJ just told the girls, you're not playing hard enough. That's essentially what he did. Um, and it seemed to work. So anyway, to get back to ORU, Omaha, I was really impressed with the way Omaha played. And I don't think, I think that Kelsey Music would probably tell you that wasn't ORU's best game. Um, but I don't think that it's the discredit to ORU. I think they still played pretty much their game. They still scored 88 points, which is around their mm-hmm. average. Um, I think it's actually higher than their average as of last week. Uh, but in that game, Hannah Cooper, 19 points, five rebounds. We have to talk about Ruthie Udomo. Um, double-double. She's literally averaging a double-double. I think she That's leads the league, according to the uh, recap, right? Nine or ten of them this year? Yes. Yes. And she's That's averaging a double-double. Um, she had 13 points, 16 rebounds. Talia Jones had 12 points. Um, Jaylee Oglesby had 15 points and eight rebounds. And Makira Tramble had 13 points and six rebounds. So that's, is that five, five and double digits? 19, Makaya, 15, that's 13, her, 14, That sounds like a new name. Is that her first game this year? Um, That would be something to investigate. I can deep dive on that later. Um, definitely a name we've not said. Mm-hmm. And the only other... Um, Emily Robinson is a name we we haven't said a lot. Megan Weinrich has been kind of in there. And Gentry Baldwin's been getting some minutes, but not um, not super productive on the stat sheet. I don't want to say not productive on the court, but mm-hmm. um, Jaylee Oglesby is one that we've kind of said, but the past three or four games or so, she's been making a case for herself as well. So, um. Omaha in that game, Kennedy Grant, 17 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Cora Olson, she's the freshman. Oh, God. Millard South, maybe? Mm, don't get mad at me. Um, Omaha area. She came out of a really good high school in the Omaha area. I can't remember if it was like Millard or La Vista. I'm not sure. Um, but she had 13 points as well. Eight apiece for Leah Stanley and Morgan Gardner. Oh, Sorry, Grace Cave. Grace Cave had 14 points. I just skipped right over her. I was looking for her because I wanted to see how productive she's been since her return. Um, but yeah, anyways, better game for Omaha. They looked more put together. They shared the ball well, moved the ball well. Just, I mean, it was ORU and couldn't quite um, get over that hump. Yeah, from looking back on it too, yeah, you're right. What you said initially, it's, it was closer than the 10-point game. Sounds like it just stretched at the end to that 10-point mark, but Admiral performance by Omaha. Um, there's just no slowing down this ORU offense. Like there isn't. I mean, you got to do what SDSU did, right? You got to score the first to 90, first to 85 wins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Thursday, I don't want to hammer this one too much. SDSU 72 to 49 over um, Kansas City down in Kansas City. Um, started well for Kansas City. First quarter was okay. After that, nothing too appealing there. Yeah, Moving I read the to- recaps. It didn't sound too much. They just sound like a, a combo of a good game by State, bad game by KC. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
moving to Saturday, St. Thomas got a win over UND, 76-66, 10-point uh, win there. Um, Amber Scalia, this was Amber Scalia's game. Amber Scalia pulled an L-11s, essentially. Sophomore, um, by the way. She had uh, Amber's a junior. Oh, is she a junior? Oh, dang, Amber's I thought junior. she was another super soft. She's still still young. She doesn't have a COVID year, but she'll have um, next year yet. Um, Amber Scalia had 32 points, five rebounds. Jade Hill had 12 points. Sammy O, Sammy O Pitchka with 11 points. And looks like Jordan Glynn with nine points and seven rebounds. So they're kind of getting their, their mix in there too. The usual suspects plus a, a one or two people that haven't contributed as much um, as of late. 32 Did points UN in the You only have one game, Madison? Yeah, UND had the bye. North Dakota State, did they have – they had one too. Um, Wait. Am I blind? Hold what on. Am I, missing I have to here? get out of the stat sheet to look at the federal. How did the North Dakota schools only have one? On. Both of them did. Yeah. Odd. Right? Am I just having a brain lapse here? Or is it normally just one well, team? Because... I think, okay, hold on. I think it looks weird because we had the Sunday game. But, see, Kansas City played twice. <laughs> ORU played twice. SDSU played twice. St. Thomas twice. DU twice. Omaha twice. USD twice. Yeah, that's that's right. Wild. That doesn't make sense, though. Because last week, only one team. Who had the bye last week? Kansas City had the bye last week. KC. And St. Thomas. St. Thomas only played one week. Okay. So we're not losing. Has it been that way? But has it been that way every week? I'm not going to say because I don't want to embarrass us. <laughs> Dude, how did we not know that? I mean, it makes sense. You have eight teams playing. It absolutely makes sense. Now, ah, whatever. Wild. Good bounce back win by St. Thomas. That was a good bounce yes. back win. Um, we talked to Kansas City USD. Denver Omaha, man. This one was where my allegiances were absolutely torn because it's two teams that made that Summit League win. And it was absolutely a battle. Omaha comes away 80 to 77 over DU. Uh, We'll start with DU. Angie Robles had her breakout game, 28 points, six rebounds. Michaela Manette with the double-double again. 20 points and 18 rebounds. That is dirty. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's literally stupid. Yeah. Um, I honestly, so, okay, let's have this conversation. I can't say that I've been paying a ton of attention defensively, um, but like off the top of your head, who's in the conversation for defensive player of the year? Oh, you put me on the spot like that. I yeah. 
I, don't I know. think Manette would have to be in it. If you're averaging Manette. a double double and getting that many rebounds. Yeah, Manette. I think maybe. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to pull up some defensive stats because I. Without, without looking at the stats, I'm saying Michaela Manette and Brooklyn Meyer. Those are the names that yeah, are I'd like put, in my. I'd put yeah. Brooklyn up there for sure. Yeah, those would be the two that stand out. Um, that's a wake-up call to me to start paying attention to defensive stuff, too. I know. It's going to be like four weeks, and we're going to have to talk about who our like, picks are for XIZ Awards. So we need to start paying attention to Which that. Which is backwards for me because normally I'm all about defense. Like That's what I watch at games. Like I don't watch the ball. I watch defensive shifts and all that stuff. And for some reason, I just – and I'm not on top of it this year. Um, for Omaha in this game, Kennedy Grant, 24 points, five rebounds. Katie Kajis had 15 points. Cora <laughs> Wilson also had 15 points. And then nine for Aaliyah Stanley. Omaha also had um, spread out scoring. So Grace Cave and Denae Watson both put up six. Um, Morgan Gardner and Anna Nikolichkina both had a field goal and – um Lucy Geifen, that is a name I've not said, had one point, so she must have hit a free throw at one point or another. Um, but a lot of scoring, whereas Denver wasn't quite as many players who scored. So I think that may have played into their favor a little bit, but it was a great and battle. Reading, it was super to watch. Oh, for sure. And reading the recaps, Madison, it looked like it was just a game of runs built in. Um, Denver had the lead 73, or yeah, 73 68 with two and a half to go. And then Omaha closed it out on a 12 4 run. That was that was it. Yeah, it was wild. Um, that was what I did. That'll be, a, that'll be a fun if that is the 8 9 matchup. That'll be a fun one to, to attend. Yeah. On Friday. I, yeah, I think the 8-9 matchup is either going to be um, Denver-Omaha or Denver-Kansas City. I think Denver will be in it no matter what. It just seems like they've had just a little bit of a slower start. Well, Omaha's got that one more loss than Denver and Kansas City right now. Um, right now. That's, so right I now. I don't know change. when – Kansas, well, there it is. Kansas City plays Denver tomorrow. So that's a huge game for seeding. My favorite I word implications. Implications. <laughs> um, okay, so let's have a little chit chat. Actually, just kidding. Before we chit chat about tomorrow, um, two things. One, next Wednesday is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Um, we know that's a big deal to me. It should be a big deal to you if you listen to this podcast because we're all about the girly pops. We have an extremely special guest, one of my favorite humans on the planet, who's going to be on our show next week. We're not going to tell you who it is. Um, maybe we'll put out a Twitter poll to see if you can guess. But that also means I have to come up with other people that it could possibly be to put in the poll. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> but we have a special guest. We really want you to catch that um it'll be pre-recorded but we'll drop it in at the end of our live so make sure you come watch that it could be the or other couldn't thing, be holly roll it could or could not be holly roll 
um, very much could be Holly Rowe. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> it's not Holly Rowe. <laughs> ah. Sorry. I'm not that cool. The closest I've gotten to somebody like that is Emily Eamon on the Volleyball Podcast. And that was pretty dope. In a um, previous life, um, uh, professional career-wise life, I we were looking for a speaker for a women's event. And I actually got a hold of Holly Rowe and chatted with her about attending. And it's my claim to fame every time she's on TV. I'm like, I've talked with her. I have talked with her. Um, I was so embarrassing at a softball game. I was working at Clemson last <laughs> spring. Um, Beth Mowens, who is Jesus to me, <laughs> um, not literally, but kind of, uh, she was doing the game. And of course I was there early cause I was working and I opened the gate for her. Um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, thanks so much. And I was like, Oh, no problem. Um, and she, I don't, I can't remember what she said, but she kind of started a, like an in-passing conversation and um, I was like, oh, gosh, you guys made it safe. Have fun. And she was like, oh, are you a big softball fan? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you liked my tweet on Twitter last year. Like, who the fuck says that? Why did I say that? But, like, she's so cool. She tweeted something about, um, like, I hope you have your slippers. It was, like, for the clear the uh, tax act, like, clear runner invitational. It's not the tax act invitational anymore. Um, but she was like, hope you're cozy at home with your blankets because it's, like, February. And I like took a picture and tagged her in it. And I was like, oh my God, that's my tweet. Anyway, <laughs> that was my my fangirl moment. Um, but yeah, so we do have a special guest coming. Um, she's all the rage, love her to death. Make sure you're here for that next week. Other thing about next week for National Girls and Women in Sports Day, and I am stealing this idea from the UND Athletic Department because they asked people on Twitter to tell them who their favorite UND women's basketball player is so that they can like display those answers um, next week during their celebration. We're stealing that idea. So we want you to send us short video clips, DM us short video clips, um, or hit up the podcast email, however you need to send that. I do mean short video clips because I have to be able to upload it. So don't make it super long of who you are, just like first name, um, who your favorite Summit League women's basketball player is on a current roster, someone current, tell us why. Um, and we will string those together and play them during our live show next week. So video clip, cool. name, favorite, summit league, current summit league player, why they're your favorite. And we will show those to honor national women or girls and women um, in sports day. Very so, cool. Man. That's, that's cool. for next week. Thank you. Hopefully people actually do it. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever top the video we made last year. That was super fun. And of course, Ruth Sin ending it, like talking about her mom. I was like, literally while we're recording that, I'm like wiping tears away. I'm like, oh my God. Right. Um, yeah, it's incredible. That video is still pinned on our Twitter from last year, from a year ago. So go watch that again if you need a refresher. Let's talk about the upcoming games. Tomorrow, just kidding, that's Saturday. Tomorrow, um, USD at UND. I'm going USD 82, UND 68. I'm going to say the same, but 10 points lower on both sides. All right. I think, I think, um, 
I don't think USD is quite going to get quite that high. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, USD 75, UND 61. How's that? Okay. I could take that. I wonder if USD, not I, what they score this weekend, like 77 and 78. Um, yeah. I don't think that's low by any means, but I wonder if like they could have scored more had the other team lagged a little bit. Like they were pushed so much that I feel like maybe they would have been a little bit higher. Um, so that's yeah. why I went higher. Um, SDSU at NDSU. By the way, these Thursday games are all at 7 p.m. Central tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all of them will be on the Salt Lake Network. The USD-UND game will also be on Midco Sports too. Uh, and I think the SDSU-NDSU game will be on WDAY, presumably with Dom Izzo and somebody else. Um, <laughs> SDSU-NDSU. This one could be close. I still, I'm still going SDSU, um, both because I'm a homer and because if you look at the stats, duh. Um, but I think it's, I don't think NDSU will be out of it by any means. No, I, NDSU at home, I, I, I'll lean SDSU until they've shown like a kink in the armor so to speak right. they, they have some but they adjust to it um i don't know the ndsu 8 no at home they play really well they're gonna watch that tape on st thomas obviously state will too sdsu will too um but i think there's a lot of positives for ndsu on what they have found how to maximize their potential in that game so i think it'll be close i think that um it, they're both extremely well coached teams i think halftime any adjustments will be made at the same level yeah. of um, expectancy of what needs to be done. So I'll, I'll lean SDSU, but uh, like I said last week, this is my league cor Corso by a field goal, just by a field goal. goal. I feel goal. Um, I think with NDSU, I think they maybe don't have quite – by the last couple of weeks, they don't have quite as many consistent scores as SDSU does. So L. Evans can go off, but if they can stop her, is Heaven going to be able to step up and make those other shots? Or Abby Kay or Abby Draper or whoever it may be. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Who's next? Kansas City, Denver. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's at Denver. Um I want, there are parts of my heart that want this so bad for Denver. And there are parts of my heart that want this so bad for Kansas City because Kansas City played USD really tough this weekend. And you could argue at some point should have had that game. So it's like they're going to be hungry for a game. They know that Denver, out of all the teams on the schedule, at this point, Denver is the one they are most evenly matched with. So like this is a game. This is the good game for them to take advantage of. This is a yeah. This, they're both hungry. Oh my gosh, for a win. Yeah. This is gonna be the one to watch. I think if you whatever if here. Here's the pressure on you. Whatever your pick is, I'll go opposite. You'll go opposite. You do that anyway half the time. <laughs> um. God. It almost seems to me that Denver plays better outside of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Their closer games in the conference have been on the road. Um, 
I'm curious if their attendance is going to uh, ride with the men's team. Like, are they getting good attendance at the women's games? Like, are they able to ride that home court advantage? Not really. No? Not from what I've seen. Um, I'm going to go. I think Denver's super hungry, and I'm biased. So I'm going to say Denver 74, Kansas City 71. Ooh, that's not okay. going with. So what I'll go. I think the KC pressure is going to continue to to dominate um, in the way that it has. Oh, I think we'll go Kansas City sixty eight, Denver sixty four. Okay, Giant so you're going down. a little lower. I'm going a little lower. So let it be written. So let it be done. Okay, I'm typing this out. So I said Denver, 74, KC, 71. Jordan went KC. What did you say? 68. Do you 64? Yep. All right. It's written in stone. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's go. Who's next? Omaha St. Thomas. That's another tough one for me. Omaha's only game this weekend. Yeah. St. Thomas plays really good in Schenecker, though. Yeah. But Omaha's going to be high off that win, too. I just, I don't, I mean, obviously we're a fan podcast, so I'm going to, the, uh, I just there's no consistency yet with Omaha where I trust them going up to Minneapolis or St. Paul, wherever, um, and beating St. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go St. Thomas. I'm not, not gonna put a score out there because St. Thomas scoring was inconsistent last week. Um, but right. as far as far as as far as consistent like that was I think it. I don't want to say it's an off game and have the Bison fans come at me because I I am crediting NDSU with a very good day and who we know they are as a team. But I'm also just saying that's not who we know St. Thomas to be as a team from what they've no, shown they're this season. Egg. They're yeah, they absolutely laid an egg. So outside of that inconsistency, I think St. Thomas has been pretty consistent. I think they've been impeccable at home. I'm going St. Thomas. I think we should also look at Saturday. I know we try not to like make predictions on Saturday because we don't know what happens yeah. um, on Thursday. Um, but I think, God, Kansas City, St. Thomas, this is tougher to me than Omaha, St. Thomas, because I don't think that St. Thomas has faced the pressure that Kansas City puts on. Um, time out. Will this be the second time around? Let me look. It should be. It's gotta be. It's got to be close to the second time around. Okay, women's basketball schedule is loading. Oh god, that stupid bump with the big sky for some reason. No, it's it is the second time around. St. Thomas won by nine last time. Okay, is this the beginning of the second time around? Yes. This will be the first game. Well, hold on. No, because St. Thomas beat UND 95-76 in the opening weekend. 
Oh. So I think we're probably we're in a mix of probably game one or game two of because the second. schedule has been so weird because of my yeah and it's not been a consistent the travel partners are not as consistent as they used to be um yep. I don't know that they even exist anymore so cool okay hey, we got good I'm, news though we got good news the start times of these games twelve o'clock one o'clock two o'clock six o'clock. This is all. This is what we want. Props for getting a day and scheduling. Slow clapping league scheduling. That's amazing. Um, mm. at this rate, Ryan's gonna see this and be like, deny our credential for our sarcasm, shenanigans or something. Um, did I? I think I told you in a group chat. He when he emailed me back, he said, "Oh, you were the first to apply, so you can hang your hat on that." And I was like, oh, that should come with a prize, like guaranteed credential. I just want a free hot dog. Or like preferential. Dude, for real. Give me a free hot dog. Actually, you probably didn't see. They're adding new um, media seating this year. They called it the end zone. I think they, I assume they meant the baseline. But there's going to be like a table on the baseline or part of the baseline. So we're Um, not on the sideline anymore? No, most of the people are still going to be on the sideline, I think. They're adding additional seating on the baseline. Oh, okay. Which I assume is because they're pushing it for space every year uh, because there's so much media. And they also have to have those spaces for, like, those extra media spaces are um, the coach, like, for the coaches to watch the other games or whatever. Sure. The games they're, like, scouting, yeah. Um, okay, so Kansas City, St. Thomas, I'm going to say, I think I think Kansas City is going to get St. Thomas this time. I think it's going to be like a three or four point. I think they're going to edge him out a little. Um, NDSU, UND, I'm going NDSU. I've seen good things from UND. I have not seen consistency from UND. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to back up one step and go the other way with you. Um, Kansas City to at Denver and then going to St. Paul. I just – that's a tough road trip. I hope they prove me wrong, obviously, because I love fighting through adversity and the underdog, but – I'm going St. Thomas by 10, 15 points. I like NDSU as well against UND. What? Yep. St. Thomas, 85, 70. Okay, Skip. St. <laughs> Thomas ridiculous. isn't scoring that many points, but maybe they will. I don't know. They actually could. Out of the teams in the league that you would think wouldn't, I think St. Thomas is one that would. Um, who's next? Oh, are you Denver? Mm-hmm. That's at Denver. That's that's yeah. one thing that works in Denver's favor. Um, what does ORU have? ORU does not play Thursday, so they have the extra rest coming off the SDSU game where they pressed forever. Um, and I'm sure that was a mentally taxing game being in frost. Not that Frost was full by any means, but playing in Frost is hostile no matter what. Kind of like yeah. playing at USC. Um, being in Frost, 
being tied at the half, going through a third quarter that was both mentally and physically draining, traveling back to Tulsa. Sure, you have the extra time, but now you have to go to Denver. So I think that they may be a tad bit slower, not slower. Um, maybe not all their shots are going in. I think they'll still play their game, but it may not be as productive. But I still think they're going to be too much for Denver to handle. But maybe Denver's in it for a little bit longer. Than I agree. I think matchup-wise, we saw in that first one, like it's just not – Denver's just not quite matched up well with ORU. Um Denver lost by 31 in the first meeting. But again, you know, like St. Thomas against NDSU, maybe ORU lays an egg, but I just, matchup wise, I don't see it going Denver's way. I also think Denver's a different team now. Um, Like what we saw at the beginning of the season from them was just like not the ball movement and the like teamwork aspect was like not coming out on the court. They looked not put together. You couldn't get four good quarters out of Denver. And I think they're getting closer to getting four good quarters. And you've done a good job bringing that up um, in previous episodes too, is like, if we can get a full 40 minutes of, of Denver, um, like we had, uh, what did I say? Two minutes. We had 38 minutes in the Denver Omaha game. But those last two ended up being the the reason why they lost. Yeah. My internet's cutting out. You're frozen right now. Oh, oh. you look better now. Okay. <laughs> um, there would probably be some weird, like, not staticky, but, like, where the audio up really fast or whatever. That happened in the last episode. Sometimes it only happens like on the live and in the recording, it's fine. But last episode, it was in the recording too. So oh. my little Wi-Fi button letting me know that it's unstable has been up the entire time we've been on here. So, <laughs> um, okay. Last one, we are um, interstate series. Again, SDSU down at the SDSC this time. That is a 6 p.m. game, Midcoast Sports 2 and Summit League Network. The rest of the Saturday games are also on um, the Summit League Network. Oh, wow. That's 6 o'clock. I, Whoops. I thought it was a 1 o'clock game. I had made plans for after the game. <laughs> Oops. You better cancel those. I better cancel them. Move them to before. Can you do them before? Oh, for sure. There's a new brewery in, um, in Vermilion, 19 Brewery on Main Street there. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go for like a four or five o'clock beer. I guess we could still be before the game, though. Go for like a 2.30 beer. <laughs> That's nap time. The boys are going to be napping in the car, not waking them up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, hey, if you're going to be in there all day, Lord knows there's nothing to do there but drink. Well, there's a pizza ranch now that you can have liquor in the arcade zone. Is that what we're so still drinking? <laughs> you're you're proving my point. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> no one said I didn't it had say to be. there was anything to do in Brooklyn either. What'd you say? Said so, no one said it had to be pretty. Oh, it's not. We know. Um, you could adopt a new cat or five. 
No, they leave that to Domino's to adopt all the cats that go over there. I don't know if they still do that. They used to have like little homes built on the backside, but that's too much in the weeds. Let's talk oh, state you. That's kind of cute. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm going state. I. I don't know if this one will be. I think it'll still be a close first half, like normal. Maybe even a close third quarter. I'm gonna lean SDSU, but I'm not gonna count USD out. No, that's fair. I, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think matchup wise, State's proven that they match up better than most of the teams in the league. I still I still like ORU's matchups against them. It's how they execute in, in that full 40 minutes, right? But, you know, USD has gotten there's not a lot of time in between. So there's not been enough time to be like, Oh, USD's drastically improved or States kind of, right. you know, they, they've done this. Like it's been what, two, it'll be two weeks in between the games. Um, About, I think there's yeah. a, a couple of factors here that should really motivate the USD women is what happened in Brookings, but also remember the ass whooping that occurred last year at the SCSC. I was there. That was Next to the Northern Iowa football game at the end of 2022, that was the most, I think, embarrassed I had heard and seen the fans leave a sporting event at USD that I can remember. They just went, how, how can we allow that to happen? Because wasn't it like a 30, 40 point game or something? It was It was drastic. I don't it remember that. There's so many state U games in my memory that I can't like. I can't separate them out anymore. <laughs> Surprisingly, the one that I was absolutely hammered at is the one I remember the most. But <laughs> right, uh, but I think there's um, a multitude of things that need to go right for USD. They gotta get. They have to get good bench production. Um, they need to control the points in the paint. Um, state does a really good job of dominating really quick. I, I did write something down about the points in the paint. It was the SDSU Kansas city, 42 to 10 in the paint. And I, I believe it was a, for the state you first round or first matchup this year, it was, it was that it was close to that. So um, I'm, I'm going to be biased. I think it's, I think state can get a double figure lead and then USD crawls back into it. They use the energy in the SCSC, um, use the home court a little bit. You know, I would love to see a couple thousand fans there. It's not going to be a sellout. You know, when the building first got built, those were sellouts, but you just haven't seen the consistency to, to pack that place. Um, so I think for a girls' bath, and just like in Brookings, Madison, too, you know this, too. If you can get two, three, four thousand fans there, I mean, that's amazing for a girls basketball game in those like gyms that are right on top of you. So I expect a good crowd. Um, I'm biased. I'll go, I'll go with the, the Yotes. All right. Love to hear it. By, um, by a field goal. By a field goal. I love it. That's so funny. I was totally going to say something or bring something up, but I can't even um, remember what it was so we will release you listener um for the evening please watch something like basketball tomorrow watch the du kansas city game 
it's gonna be good. I would have to promise, but like, I think it'll be good. Um, I don't have anything else to say really. Send us your videos for National Women and Girls, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Why can I not get that right? I mix it up all the time. Um, and make sure you tune in next week to see who our who our guest is. Draw your um, your predictions on Twitter. Jordan, any parting thoughts? No, thanks to any and all the listeners. Um, no matter the fan base, if you can, make sure you go support Are student athletes. Yeah, I'm here. Go to the games. Um, Hold up. Hold up. You're frozen. You're frozen. Can you, like, move? Make a gesture so I can see you. I'm moving. Can you hear me? You're a little laggy. Yeah, you're a little laggy, but try that again, whatever your parting thoughts were. (laughs) Um, It was just uh, thanks to any and all that listen, but if you're a fan of your school and you live uh, close by, uh, definitely go to a game. If you're a fan of your school and live in another city of the Summit League team, go check it out. Go support the women's basketball. Madison and I try our best to amplify and elevate um, women's basketball in the Summit League because I won't get too much on the soapbox, but I am also with Madison. I do not like it when media members say that the Summit League is down. It is not the case. That is a closed-minded view of folks that only watch a couple teams. Um the league is talented, and just because one or two teams are not head and shoulders above everybody else, that is no way saying that the league is down. In fact, I would say the league has gotten better each and every year as it's progressed. So we've talked about it. We'll continue to talk about it, how young, how talented the league is. Um, and I can't wait. we got, what, five weeks left until March to the summit? Five weeks to summit. Love it. Can you believe that? I booked my Airbnb. I'm ready nice. to go. I'm driving. It's going to be monotonous. Oof. It's fine, though. That's my I don't know if the I don't know if the 14 hours is worse or the, like, $80 round trip in tolls is worse. Tolls. Hate tolls. Yeah. thousand percent. Um, One last thing. Jordan had said, like, we do our best to amplify, and that's absolutely true. That's absolutely the goal here. However, if you see this little thing in the right-hand corner of your screen that says sponsored by nobody, and you want to help us amplify, you can change that. (laughs) That's my um, last shameless plug. I actually don't know how to work with sponsorships and, like, don't want the IRS to come for me. Um, So wait till I get somebody to help me with that first. But, yeah, sponsored by nobody, you can absolutely change that. We are out.